At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I am Danny Burke, your host, and we, as always, are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook up in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. Along with us here on VCD Sports Betting Network, we're going to be bringing on Sean Hyken. Bleacher Report does a great job covering the NBA and some significant, potentially, news-wise happening in the NBA with the Lakers, which we'll get to in just a second, regarding Anthony Davis and his status for Game 5 with that series knotted up at two apiece. We'll kind of delve into that a little bit more so in just a moment, but he'll be hopping on in 10 minutes to talk about tonight's slate of games. Looking forward to tomorrow, and of course, if we have some time, we'll dabble with the Futures Department, see if he likes any teams now that we've seen a lot of those out shift as of this point. After that, we'll talk a little bit of hockey. We got some postseason NHL to look forward to this evening as well as tomorrow. We'll preview some of those games and matchups. And then after that, we'll get into some prop shelf throughout the NBA on a nice little streak here, 6-0 and with our last six bets. And really just cruising in the NBA with these props, which again, have been more viable considering you're getting a larger sample size on an every other day basis with these bets. So that's why I love getting into them. We've done it the whole season, but even more so now come playoff time. So we got a couple that I did go with as best bets for tonight. And then after that, Brady Cannon, you know Brady, fellow VEASAN host, will be joining us to give us his thoughts on the couple of late baseball games that we have to look forward to on Memorial Day. 
and we'll kind of just look at some of these futures in the divisions as well. So a lot to get to on tonight's program, which again, of course, is rush hour. So uh, let's start with some of the big news being Anthony Davis and perhaps unlikely with his status of playing in game five against the Suns. Phoenix getting the dub in the last game, 100 to 92. Again, now this series knotted up two to two apiece. And currently, Davis is day-to-day -day with a strained left groin. And, you know, in terms of this next game for game five, it opened with Phoenix as a four-point favorite going back home. Total at about 209 and a half. The total has dipped down to 207, so the under getting a lot of early love in this matchup. In terms of the spread, though, Phoenix going from a four-point favorite up to five-and-a-half, kind of assuming you would suppose that Anthony Davis more than likely not going to be a part of that game. Money line-wise, Phoenix minus 215 at Bet Rivers. Lakers on the buyback plus 175. And again, you know, we were talking about the series price, and after game two, everything just completely shifted, and everybody was thinking that, hey, the Lakers are going to take control of this series. Phoenix really doesn't have any hope. Well, the Suns get another dub under their belt, and now we see it once again. This series price flip-flopped to the Phoenix Suns being the favorite at about minus 182. Los Angeles now, once again, their dog at plus 148. If I'm not mistaken, that is the lowest they've been in terms of their odds because even money was a lot of price or a price that a lot of people got them at once they fell victim in game one. And I still think that was a viable play to make. And one plus 148 certainly could be as well. I just think there's a little bit too much uncertainty with Anthony Davis. And just having LeBron out there, and I know that it's not just LeBron. They still have the rest of the squad, Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma, Caruso, the rest of the team there who look they can get the job done but I think they need both guys and Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the court we've seen it happen both ways this past season where LeBron played without Anthony Davis they certainly struggled and vice versa even more so when it was the big man Davis without the king LeBron James so I'm not rushing to the counter even though it is plus money with the Lakers which seldom you get available to you I think you wait this one out if anything Maybe just played straight up with that game in the Lakers, catching five and a half or on the money line plus 175. But the Suns are a deeper team as of now. And you talk about a mismatch in a sense. I mean, DeAndre Ayton was the guy who we played his points prop over the other night. I believe it was in game three, and he went over it. Uh, last game only dropped 14, but the three prior, he had 22, 22, and 21 respectively. Now, especially if you're taking Anthony Davis out of the mix, they already slack when it comes to defending the rim. You're taking Anthony Davis out of the mix as well. DeAndre Aiden's a guy who, once again, could go off. Now, again, he kind of was a little bit lackluster in this past game at 14, but he's been playing out of his mind in terms of what I expected out of DeAndre Aiden. So maybe we'll take a look at his player prop uh, tomorrow for where he's going to score some of those points, especially if you're assuming Anthony Davis is going to be out of the mix. But again... Kind of just in summation, uh, the spread moving toward Phoenix naturally up to five and a half from four at the opener. The total going from 209 and a half down to 207. And now the updated series price with the series heading back to Phoenix tied up at two apiece. The Suns minus 182. The Los Angeles Lakers pending review of what's going to happen with Anthony Davis. They're at plus 148. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, out of the Rivers Casino. We're getting you covered with a bunch of NBA action this evening. Sean Hyken going to be joining the show in five minutes. We were kind of just giving an update on Anthony Davis' status heading into Game 5. Is Phoenix now a five-and-a-half-point favorite? Will AD go or will not go? Either way, at this point, it's got to be Phoenix or staying away from me. But now that that news has come about and this series is knotted up at two apiece, 
Let's kind of get deeper and update these conference futures odds. So uh, if you look at the Western Conference, a lot of movement that we've seen as of this point, some notable things that stick out. The Utah Jazz are now the short shot at Bet Rivers to come out of the West. Utah is 2-1 to one to come out of the Western Conference. The Lakers still toward the top, but now... 3-1, to one, along with the Los Angeles Clippers, who are making somewhat of a comeback here in their series against Dallas. Phoenix, who, again, I think now have the advantage over Los Angeles. They're at 7-1. to one. The Nuggets, 12-1. to one. Trailblazers, 18-1. to one. Dallas, you can get at 33-1. to one. And if you think the Memphis Grizzlies stand a chance, they are all the way at the bottom. Great value, though, naturally, at 250-1. to one. So again, the biggest thing that stands out is the movement of the Jazz becoming the short shot at 2-1. to one. Also, now you get the Clippers at about 3-1 to one now that they've knotted up their series at two apiece. But what also kind of stands out, too, is to me, Phoenix at 7-1 seems a little bit appalling considering that I think the Suns are a little bit better team than the Jazz. I guess my argument is if you're going to play the Jazz at this point at 2-1, to one, I would prefer to go with Phoenix, not only because of better value, but again, I think that Phoenix potentially is a deeper team, and especially because you're getting that much better of a price head-to-head. -head. you got to go with Phoenix in that spot, considering they wouldn't be priced that way, obviously, in a head-to-head -head series. Now, they obviously still have to get past Lakers, which is going to be tougher, you would assume, than Utah getting past Memphis. Nevertheless, 7-1, not bad value with Phoenix here, and especially if they're, if they're going to go on to win Game 5, you think they have a solid chance of doing so. Now you want to jump in on it if you think they have a good chance of winning the Western Conference because if they get that dub, that's certainly going to move down a decent amount and put them more toward the top. Another thing that stands out, though, in terms of the Western Conference futures, let's talk about the Nuggets and Trailblazers here. So the Nuggets now, uh, they're a dog to win their series, right? Now the Nuggets at Bet Rivers are plus 105 to overcome the Blazers. This series tied at two apiece. Portland's minus 129. However, to come out of the Western Conference, you're seeing the Blazers being, you know, the longer shot in this spot, which is a little bit uh, kind of perplexing, I guess, so to speak, somewhat, because look, or excuse me, yeah, so Portland is 18-1. Denver is 12-1. But again, Denver is the dog in the series. Portland, you can get at 18-1 to come out of the West. Now, you can kind of argue in the sense that, okay, if X team moves on, it's going to be a harder matchup or an easier matchup. And I guess I understand that, but... Look, if you think Portland is going to win this series, don't be afraid to just take an eye, keep an eye on that and maybe take a look at them 18-1. to 1. Do I think they're going to come out of the West? No, but it's just these little discrepancies that is important to note out and that you keep in mind when you're exploring some of these futures opportunities, especially these series prices. Because, again, if you think Denver still has a shot and can come back, which, let's be honest, they're probably going to take the lead here in this next game more than likely. Uh, the Nuggets plus 105. The Blazers minus 129, and maybe I don't want to say more than likely, but of course we've seen this go back and forth and back and forth, and really this has the potential of being a seven-game series. So uh, the Nuggets at plus 105 may not be a bad look, but again, we'll keep you updated as we go further and further on the day of those games. We have a couple to look forward to today, and of course we'll look forward to that slate tomorrow, handicapping some more of that NBA action. And we'll do just that because now we'll bring in Sean Hyken, who you can follow on Twitter, at Hyken, who does a great job as an NBA reporter over at Bleacher Report. So, Sean, we'll get into kind of what I was just talking about with some of those futures in just a second. But uh, naturally, this game that's about to tip off any moment between the Sixers and the Wizards, Philadelphia has had complete control in the series up to this point. They're laying 8.5 on the road, total 231.5. What were your thoughts heading into this one tonight? I think this series is probably over. I mean, usually the 1-8 is not that competitive, especially in the, in the Eastern Conference, which has always been so top-heavy. And, 
you know, you kind of, you kind of saw it in game one, Washington was pretty competitive. And then once that, you know, once they weren't able to pull that game out, the next two were pretty much blowouts. I would expect the same thing happens tonight. All right, and then, you know, kind of just, I mean, how do you handicap the Sixers team going forward? Do you take into account the fact that, you know, with Philadelphia, if they're able to sweep Washington, having a little bit of time off to their next series, does that give them a way, you know, kind of upper advantage than you would compare to some other teams, or do you maybe not take that into account as much? Well, I mean, the thing you have to think about is, it, 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 depending, I mean, Atlanta's up 3-1 to one in the other series, and so, I mean, game, I believe game uh, five of that series is on Wednesday, so... They only really have a couple of extra days if Atlanta can close it out. Now, if that series goes longer, like if New York was able to win Game Five, you know, extend the series a little bit, then you know maybe Philly would have a little bit of an advantage there. But uh, it seems to me like Philly, like Atlanta, kind of has the mix figured out. So I would expect that series is over uh, this week also. So I, I, I think I think the you know the extra time off is a little bit overblown. But I think it's uh, you know it's it's certainly I mean Philly's certainly in a good spot when you look at you know. What what their path is maybe to the conference finals? Obviously, they're going to probably have to play either Brooklyn or Milwaukee in the conference finals, assuming they get there. But uh, I think they're in an okay spot. All right. Well, let's take a look at the later game this evening in Memphis. The Grizzlies taking on the Jazz, and Utah opening up as a five and a half point favorite, and that's really stayed steady this whole time. They're still five and a half. A Utah minus two thirty on the money line, plus one eighty eight on the buyback for the home dog in Memphis. It's total 224 at the opener, just ticked up to 224 and a half. Do we see some life from Memphis out of this game this evening? I don't think Memphis has ever really been out of this series. If you remember, if you think about uh, game three, Memphis tied it up and actually took the lead with, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter, and then Utah just kind of went on a run. I, I mean, I ultimately expect Utah to win this series, but I, I, I've never at any point felt like Memphis is just completely out of it. This wasn't a situation where they win game one because Donovan Mitchell was out and then they're just not competitive the rest of the way. Uh, you know, they've, they've been in, even, you know, the, the next two games with Utah both won. Memphis has been in both of those games and they actually had a pretty good chance to win the last one. So I think that, uh, this, you know, I think this series isn't over by any stretch, even though I would say Utah should still be favored. What needs to happen, you know, for Memphis to come back in this series and to kind of chalk up a win or two here? I mean, obviously, John Morant has been playing out of his shoes and been doing really well, but what other players need to step up? Because certainly from the betting perspective, we like to look at these player props with their points. So who could you maybe expect a good performance out of this evening? Well, I mean, I think it's a, lot, a lot of it is just different, you know, looks that guys get. You know, I, I felt like down the stretch of, of that, uh, of game three, a lot of different guys, whether it was Jaron Jackson or Grayson Allen, or you know, a lot of those guys kind of had all these wide open looks from three that they just didn't knock down, and these are shots that you can reasonably expect those guys to knock down. And then on the other side, Utah pretty much made all of their open threes, and so I think I think that was kind of the difference in the game. So I think if some of Memphis's role players are able to uh, knock down some of those open looks, which you know that that's always just kind of a coin flip night to night, then you know they absolutely could get back in the series. All right, Sean, let's take a peek at tomorrow, starting with Brooklyn and Boston. Now, uh, Kyrie Irving certainly has been making headways this morning and kind of last night, obviously, him going over to the logo and stepping on it and just all the comments and everything crazy that's been happening with fans and whatnot. 
In this spot, we see Brooklyn as a 13-point favorite at home looking to close out the series. This total at 232. Do you think Brooklyn just comes out firing because of all this noise outside of them and they're just done with this series, a little bit more incentive to just completely dominate against Boston? Or do you think the Celtics can keep it pretty close here? I don't think they Brooklyn comes out and dominates because of this outside noise. I think they probably come out and dominate because they're just a much better team. I mean, I know Boston got one at home, but it, it's pretty clear, especially with how shorthanded Boston is. You know, uh, the last game, Campbell Walker and Robert Williams were out, and, you know, in addition to Jalen Brown being out for the whole series. So they're basically down three starters. So I just, this series, I, I mean, Boston was lucky to get one game. I think just like the, the Philly Washington series uh, that we're talking about for tonight, I think this one ends tomorrow. All right, and speaking of that, you know, assuming this one ends tomorrow, which realistically it probably will, looking forward to the Nets and the Bucks. How are you handicapping that series? Who do you like in that one? That's an interesting one because I think that Milwaukee's defense is about as well equipped as anybody to actually handle, you know, Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. But I also, but you know, also you've you've just seen how dominant those two, those three guys together are offensively. If you know, if one of them, you know, if one of them doesn't have it going, there's two other guys that can just break down basically anybody one on one. And so, I don't know that that one I I could really see going either way. All right, let's kind of take a look at another series that's still in the first round here, naturally. But this one neck and neck with the Blazers and the Nuggets. This one even before. I was kind of torn one way or the other, slightly leaned toward Portland, but if you ask me now, I still wouldn't have enough confidence to put any hard-earned money on it. In terms of the next game, we see Denver as a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, total at about 226. Series price has the Nuggets as a slight dog, plus 105, Portland minus 129. How do you think game five goes down, and how do you think the series ultimately ends? This is one where I would not feel comfortable making any strong predictions one way or the other. I would probably lean towards Portland for the series just because I, you know, Denver's still pretty shorthanded. They basically don't have any playable starting caliber NBA guards. Obviously, Austin Rivers got hot in game three and basically won them that game, but you can't count on that happening. Again, Will Barton and P.J. Dozier are still out. But, you know, you've also seen... Portland won a game in Denver. Denver won a game in Portland. This is probably the most evenly matched series of the first round. I would still kind of slightly lean towards Portland, though. And, you know, despite whichever team comes out of this game, or this series, rather, the Nuggets or the Blazers, who do you think has a better chance of making a deeper run or making more noise further along in this postseason, whether it being the Blazers or the Nuggets? Probably Portland, just because of how shorthanded Denver is. The Blazers have all their guys, and we know that Dane has been you know, has performed in these spots before. You know, if Denver had Jamal Murray and they had all those guys healthy, I would probably be leaning strongly towards picking Denver to win the West just because, you know, given how uh, how kind of wide open the field is. But, you know, with how many guys they have out, I don't really see them doing much beyond this series. Yeah, and that was really our conversation a while ago, naturally, when they were healthy because you could have still got value on them, 9-1, to 12-1 after the acquisition of Aaron Gordon when they were on a hot streak. Now they're about 12-1 to to come out of the West. You see Portland at about 18-1 to despite them being the favorite to win the series. So uh, it's kind of interesting that you can note out these differences with the series prices. Same thing goes with this next matchup then, Sean, that we are getting into before we brought you on. The Lakers and the Suns, Anthony Davis status unknown heading into Game 5. The series price has Phoenix back as the favorite, the highest they've been, minus 182, Los Angeles plus 148. In terms of this next game for Game 5, 
Phoenix Open as about a four-point favorite. Then you hear the news, or you're kind of assuming maybe Anthony Davis isn't going to play. That jumps up to them being a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Total comes down to 207, so a short total. Do you think Phoenix has control now with the uncertainty of Anthony Davis? Because in my mind, they're a lot deeper of a squad. Well, they're in a much better position, I think, to win game five. Now, whether Anthony Davis is out the whole rest of the series or he miss, maybe misses one game and then comes back for game six, you know, then, then, you know, then that, might, that might change some things. But uh, this is what I mean. Even on the Phoenix side, you know, they, it's not like they have a ton of you know, great health stuff either. Chris Paul is still essentially playing with one functioning shoulder, so I don't feel great about like, them as, as, as you know, go, going forward either because, you, you know, you don't know if he's going to re-aggravate that. So, I don't know. It's just entirely going to come down to help. I think if Anthony Davis plays, I would still probably expect L.A. to pull it out, but that's, that's so up in the air at this point. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, if you think Phoenix has the advantage in Game 5, then naturally when it comes to the series price, you think the Lakers can still come back and wait to get better value on them. It'd obviously be a little bit trickier at that point, but if Anthony Davis's injury isn't that severe, you still give the advantage to Los Angeles. And, you know, Sean, really quick, too, I mean, speaking of these futures, because we're talking about the Suns, uh, they're 7-1 to to come out of the West, and now with the injury news with the Lakers and the last loss, the Lakers are 3-1, to but the Jazz are the short shot to come out of the West at 2-1. to Just putting it out there as at this point, I mean, I know Chris Paul, like you said, with his shoulder injury, let's assume that Chris Paul is maybe a little bit more healthier at this point. If you're getting the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns going head-to-head, or if you're kind of assuming that's going to happen, don't you think the better option is to go with the value with the Suns at 7-1 as opposed to the Jazz at 2-1? Or do, does maybe you think that Utah is really just that much better of a team with an easier path? I mean, Utah definitely has an easier path. I think that part is, is, is clear. But uh, I, I don't know. I might, I might lean towards the value there with Phoenix if we can assume a healthy Chris Paul because they looked so good in game one before he got hurt. But uh, – but yeah, that's that's also kind of a tough one to because I mean the the whole West is just kind of hard to really you know get get a handle on because there's so many different teams that have guys hurt or you know guys that are in certain seeds where you kind of have to throw out what seed somebody is like it's it, there's just a whole lot of stuff that you have to kind of take into consideration this year that you maybe wouldn't in other years. And then before we let you go, Sean, sticking in the West, did the Clippers close things out? Now, I mean, Luke has kind of been dealing with an injury himself. The Clippers getting some momentum. How do you think this series ends? Well, I mean, the Clippers tying it up on the road. I mean, they look, I mean, after losing the first two games and then they went down big in uh, game three, I think they look kind of dead in the water. I was actually pretty impressed with how they were able to battle back and take the next two games on the road. I think if Luka is close to 100%. I think Dallas still has a shot in this series, but it's certainly looking like the Clippers kind of have the advantage back. Yeah, and the Mavericks catching seven in that next game, so pretty high spread despite Dallas keeping it close with that Luka injury, something to keep an eye on. As with all the other injuries that we kind of just delved into, which will be very fascinating with that matchup between Phoenix and Los Angeles. Sean, we appreciate you taking some time tonight, my man. Take care. Yeah, thank you. At Hike, it is where you can follow Sean on Twitter. Catch more of his content covering the NBA over at Bleacher Report. Good to get into not only tonight's slate, but further along the lines and just kind of looking at some of those values when it comes to the series price or just the Western and Eastern Conference futures. So something that naturally we'll be updating daily as we progress here throughout the week. Uh, but in terms of the NBA, we'll pick that up in about 20 minutes or so. I got a couple plays with some props that will hopefully continue to roll on. 
But coming up next, let's go to the ice, talk some puck in hockey. We got one game to look forward to tonight with the Islanders and Bruins. And does VGK stand a chance potentially coming back against the Avalanche? I'll let you know next when we return here on Rush Hour. Plus, Brady Cannon still to come to talk some baseball. Plenty more coming your way here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant. The Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. To get a hold of the daily hometown discount, check it out. BetRivers.com. Back at it here on Vicente Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour, and I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook up in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. Shout out to Sean Hyken joining us to start things off with the NBA, looking at tonight's affairs as well as tomorrow's. We'll get back to the NBA. Uh, we got some props that we're going to delve into, a couple plays that I like, and we still have baseball to come on the show. A few games to look forward to later tonight, and maybe some division odds. Brady Cannon, fellow VEASAN host, will be hopping on with us to get a little bit more so into that. But, of course, we can't go by without talking about some puck tonight amidst the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's been a fun one and a crazy one to say the least. So uh, let's kind of get you geared up with some of the action that we're going to be looking forward to tonight. And, of course, uh, tomorrow and the days going on because we got VGK, we got the Avalanche going at it. Tough look for the Golden Knights. We'll see if they can bounce back. But first, uh, let's kind of get you teed up with this game that's about to have puck drop any moment. Or rather, I mean, we you know, we've seen this about to have the puck drop and this line really hasn't moved too much as of late so nothing that's been dramatically changed in the last 10 minutes awaiting it but the opener was minus 185 in favor of Boston now we know they got the dub in game one uh, it's gone up to minus 195 at Bet Rivers so of course you could still get it going officially before the game starts the Islanders plus 163 on the buyback Short total uh, hasn't really budged whatsoever from the opener. However, we see the over as the favorite, minus 124. The under five is plus 105. Now, if you're a little bit shy in going to lay the minus 195 with Boston, of course, uh, you can lay the puck and a half, and then you're getting some value at plus 135. But if you don't have that much trust in the Islanders, but you think they can keep it close, if you want to take the puck and a half, of course, you have to lay a little bit in terms of that realm, a little bit over 160 or so. But uh, again, this Islanders team more than capable of keeping it close. But this team has been so hot in terms of Boston. And in my mind, I really wouldn't want to step away or really go against them uh, when it comes to betting this series right now. The series price has the Bruins minus 455, the Islanders plus 330. Bruins getting the dub 5-2 to two in the first matchup. So again, I think the only route I would go here is laying the puck and a half with Boston, if anything. 195, a little bit too steep to go to win outright. That's just my personal preference. I know we laid his eyes about minus 167 with BGK in that Game 7 series. But for this one specifically, when it comes to the East, I really haven't had that much conviction throughout the whole season, despite us you know, being solid with our NHL bets and consistent. Obviously, it's been a little bit uh, seldom when our bets have come across with hockey now. But this division in its entirety has been one that I've completely stayed away from. But if I'm going anywhere with it, it's got to be Boston over the Islanders tonight. Again, if you want to lay the puck and a half, the value plus 135. Only angle I would take with the Bruins tonight. Let's give you an early preview of a matchup tomorrow with the Hurricanes hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. 6.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop. Carolina at home, minus 110. A slight favorite because we're seeing Tampa Bay minus 105 on the other side currently. This total at 5.5, minus 109 each way. So Tampa Bay getting the dub in game one, 2-1. Two that brings them as the series favorite to minus 286. The Hurricanes plus 223. So uh, Carolina actually opened about minus 118. Again, now they're down to minus 110. 
Tampa Bay minus 102 up to minus 105. I've been somewhat vocal, at least in my mind. If I haven't said it enough, then apologies. But aside from VGK, because that's the futures bet that I played and that's it. The only other team that I've been adamant about potentially placing or a bet on or having conviction on winning was a repeat from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I know they dealt with some injuries, but now they're kind of getting back on track. Uh, in terms of this series, I do think they get the job done. I'm a little bit more weary about betting, you know, a game-to-game -game basis with them, especially on the road now. So I'd probably stay away. Still a slight lean to Tampa Bay, but overall not going to be touching this one as of this point. Want to see where the market moves leading up to tomorrow. And then finally... Looking forward to Wednesday with the aforementioned Vegas Golden Knights. They are a plus 170 dog. Colorado, a $2 favorite in this spot. They opened minus 185, so immediately money came in on the Avalanche. And not surprising considering they got the huge win against the Golden Knights in game one, 7-1. This total at 5.5, shaded to the over minus 118. Under is even money. Hard not to look the direction of the over. I haven't played many totals, but that could be a game in the direction I would look over 5.5. All right, that's going to wrap it up on the ice. Let's go back to the hardwood. Two plays I got in the NBA. Which players are going to go over their props? I'll let you know next when we return here on Rush Hour, all on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. feature on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game you can check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge and of course we have all the odds data and analysis for every game as well so start your next sports bet at vcin.com once again that's vsin.com Back at it here on Rush Hour, all on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook at Danny Burke 5. Is where you can catch me on Twitter at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Still to come, fellow VEASAN host Brady Cannon hops on in about 10 or 15 minutes. We'll talk about tonight's baseball slate, maybe uh, dabble in the division odds, see how those have fluctuated as at this point, especially with the Cubs going on a nice little hot streak. Got another dub today against the Padres. We'll see maybe how that NL Central is stacking up among each other. But before we get to that, we do have some NBA postseason action to look forward to tonight. Uh, a game that we talked about briefly with Sean Hyken. It's Memphis at home, and they're the dog catching five and a half. The visiting Utah Jazz, a minus 230 favorite on the money line. Memphis plus 188 on the buyback. This total we're seeing at about 224 and a half. Again, this line really hasn't nudged whatsoever in terms of Utah being a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So uh, the total, really not either, 224 up to 224-and-a-half. I don't have too much strong thoughts when it comes to the spread or the total. I mean, my first thought would be to probably take the five-and-a-half with Memphis. Maybe they get a little bit of momentum. Again, they kept it somewhat close in this past game. But Utah at the same time, I mean, they're just so good defensively. And if 
you can't get John Morant to have the great games he's already been having. This team is going to struggle a little bit. You need Valanciunas to step it up. He was the reason he saw a lot of success from this Memphis team toward the latter half of the year. Jaron Jackson being back certainly is a plus, but he also needs some consistency. So those are the big things, as Sean alluded to, with the role players that Memphis needs to have to not only cover 5.5, but to hopefully extend this series for themselves. In terms of some of these props, though, uh, a couple players that stood out to me, and we'll start with one on the side of the Memphis Grizzlies, who's been having a pretty solid series himself, Dylan Brooks. Now, his number this evening is 20 and a half, and this number kind of shot up originally. Uh, the over was getting a lot of love. It went up to minus 143 for over 20 and a half. The under was plus 110. And I actually laid the minus 143 in the spot. Again, what I always say, if you have enough conviction, you got to be willing to lay a certain price. And I pretty much do with Dylan Brooks here because if you look at the sample size, overall this season he was racking up 17 per game. However, against the Jazz in many games, in six games, he's averaging 22.2 points per game against Utah, that counting the regular season and this postseason series. So game three, he dropped 27. Game two, he dropped 23. Game one, he dropped 31. So he's gone over this mark of 20 and a half in all three contests this postseason thus far. Regular season in March, he dropped 22 one time against Utah, 13 and then 17 respectively and a couple others. So four out of six games in this year, he has gone over the mark of 20 and a half. Now with this shot selection that we're seeing from Dylan Brooks, 44% of his shots are coming from mid-range. That's during the regular season. However, 55% of his shots are coming from mid-range throughout three contests in this playoff series. He made 40% from mid-range during the regular season. That's bumped up to him now shooting 44% during this postseason. You look at Utah, they allow the highest frequency of shots to come up against them from the mid-range territory. They defend the three-point range really well. They defend the rim really well, as you know, with Rudy Gobert, likely defensive player of the year, going to be down there. Uh, the Jazz allow opponents to get about 37% of their shots up from mid-range, which is second worst in the association throughout this season. They did hold them to only making 41%, which was fifth best. But during this postseason, again, looking at the shorter sample size, they've been allowing the Grizzlies to shoot 46% from mid-range during this postseason. And a guy who's been doing it very well and very frequently at a high rate has been Dylan Brooks. So that's why I'm electing to lay the high price here and go over 20 and a half with Dylan Brooks. Because look, again, these role players have to step up. And at this point, it's really him and Ja doing all the work. But if Memphis wants any kind of you know, hope of keeping it close or winning this game, Dylan Brooks has to keep up this high scoring. In 20 and a half, you're getting a pretty solid number in terms of where the number probably should be at based on the average. But again, they're making you pay for it. I'm willing to do just that, though. So I went over 20 and a half with Dylan Brooks at about minus 143. But let's kind of flip it over. Let's look at the Utah props and a guy who stood out, the veteran lefty Mike Conley. 17 and a half is where we're seeing his points prop this evening. The under is a slight favorite, which I was a little bit perplexed by. A minus 122 to the under 17 and a half. The over is minus 105. So throughout this regular season, Mike Conley certainly missed his fair share of games. But overall, he was racking up 16 points per game. But against Memphis, he's averaging 20 points per game against the Grizzlies. Now, he's gone up against Memphis five times in this year. Uh, game three, he just dropped 27 points. Game two, dropped 20 points. Game one, dropped 22 points. And then in the regular season, dropped 26 points one time against Memphis. Then an ugly performance of only five points, two of 13 from the floor. Uh, this first matchup against the Grizzlies. But aside from that, he's gone over this mark in four out of five games against the Grizzlies, and more importantly, all three games in this postseason series. 
Now about half of his shots come from beyond the arc. A little bit more than that now during this postseason. And he's making over half the shots uh, from beyond the arc. So he's shooting over 51% from three during this postseason series. The Grizzlies allow opponents to shoot about 37%, which is about 19th worst in the association. They're allowing them to shoot 38% from three in this postseason series. So I was pretty convinced on going over 17.5 with Conley, especially for the fact that you're getting it at minus 105. But sometimes when I look at these points, I also kind of want to look at these player specials, which are available naturally at Bet Rivers. And I was more interested and inclined in betting the points, rebounds, and assists over for Mike Conley, which 29.5 is that number. The over, you got to lay a little bit once again, minus 134. The under is plus 105 as the dog. But if you look at what he's done with those numbers this postseason series, averaging 23 points in just the postseason alone, five rebounds, and over 11 assists. Now, in all the games against Memphis, averaging 25 and 9. Again, a mark he's gone over in four out of five games. I elected to do that. I know, and again, if you don't want to lay the minus 134, I would certainly recommend just doing the minus 105 for the over 17 and a half. But to me, I have a little bit more confidence because you get more security in the sense that, hey, maybe he just scores 17, but he can make up for that with a lot more action with assists or rebounds. So you're getting a little bit more help, hence why you're having, having to lay a little bit more. But I'm paying more for that security and thinking and hoping that he can get over this mark once again. So with Mike Conley, I played over 29.5 points, rebounds, and assists at minus 134. And along with that, on the other side, we're rolling with Dylan Brooks over 20.5 points at minus 143. Not ideal with the prices, but I like the numbers that these props are at. And like going over on each of those. So as always, best of luck if you tail with any of those wagers. Hopefully we keep our little streak going here. Coming up next, though, let's get some more bets and some action from Brady Cannon on the Diamond. Baseball bets coming your way next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boost on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. To get a hold of the daily hometown discount, check it all out. BetRivers.com. Wrapping up a Memorial Day edition of Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A big shout out to everybody tuning in and, of course, anybody who has served in the past and currently serving. We appreciate you and are recognizing you on this holiday. And we're so happy to be able to bring you some sports betting information today and just enjoy all these good games that we got to look forward to. And we're hoping to do that more so with Brady Cannon here as we're bringing out to talk a little bit more baseball, arguably the best sport to watch on a holiday such as today. And you can follow Brady on the tweets at Las Vegas Golfer, but don't let the handle fool you. The man knows his baseball as well. So, Brady, let's kind of get right into it with some action uh, with the Royals and the Pirates now, probably not the most entertaining game to look forward to by any means. However, nothing a little skin in the game can't alter. Kansas City, a minus 190 favorite is what we're seeing, plus 160 with Pittsburgh on the buyback. This total at about eight. Big movement to Kansas City throughout the day. How are you feeling about this one? Do you like any angle that you would maybe place a bet on? Well, part of that uh, movement is me. I'm not saying I'm responsible, Danny, <laughs> but uh, I'm a part <laughs> of the movement. Yeah, I, I backed Mike Miner and the Kansas City Royals, and if you look at the overnight line, this was at about minus 160, minus 165, and now all the way to as high as you mentioned, minus 190, to as high as minus 200 in some spots. And it's really because if you look at Chad Cool for the Pittsburgh Pirates, first of all, they're the Pirates. We know, you know, they had a pretty decent weekend over the uh, Colorado Rockies, who, by the way, won for just the fourth time on the road all season in that series finale on Sunday and barely got there with that one. So Pittsburgh almost pulled off the sweep, and maybe that kind of influenced the price a little bit. But when you realize they were playing the Colorado Rockies, who aren't such a bad team at home, but they're just, you know, historically bad on the road, literally won their fourth game on Sunday on the road all season. Uh, so maybe that inflates the price on 
on the Pirates a little bit, and then the betters came in and said, wait a minute, th- this team isn't really that good. And I know the Royals aren't great shakes either, but they're not so far off in the American League Central, and Mike Miner really has a big edge over Chad Cool. Cool has an ERA over six, and then his XFIP is over six and a half. And if you look at Mike Miner, his ERA isn't all that sexy at, at close to five, but his XFIP is only four, which is not too shabby. So that tells you as, as a better that he's probably due for some positive regression here and that he hasn't been pitching too poorly. So I think you have the better team with a better pitcher, and that's the reason for the move. A hundred percent, and you're right. So important to note that cool with the ERA of 6.32. Yeah, that's very bad, but it's not necessarily the true indicator. We always like to point out the XFIP, which is even higher, which is even a bigger indicator to fade him at 6.63. And then minor, conversely, like you mentioned, ERA higher, XFIP lower. And if you don't want to lay the minus 190 with Kansas City, heck, you're still getting some plus value here, plus 112, if you want to lay the run and a half with Kansas City. So I'm right there with you, Brady. It's got to be Royals or nothing in this spot. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Cardinals and Dodgers game? Now, this one should be perhaps a little bit more neck and neck, at least in terms of because we're seeing a short total here with two solid pitchers, Trevor Bauer and Jack Flaherty. The interesting thing here, aside from the big movement toward Los Angeles, I think your average better looks at Flaherty, Brady, and sees him at 8-1 and one and goes, oh, why are they such a big dog? But again, a guy who really hasn't had the toughest opponents as of this mark, Trevor Bauer on the other side, you know, he isn't necessarily vintage Bauer's last season, but he's still a very solid and top-of-the-game pitcher, and that's probably why you're seeing the big movement toward Los Angeles. Yeah, I actually am on the Dodgers as well, and uh, you're exactly right. The casual fan probably looks at Jack Flaherty, and, and nothing against Flaherty. He has had an outstanding season so far at 8-1, and one, and I know wins and losses aren't incredibly indicative of what a pitcher is actually doing, but 8-1 and one is still 8-1, and one. but let's remember, he just got his first loss in his last start, and, and I believe the Cardinals as a whole, we just had a friend of the network on over the weekend, Mark Borchard, he's part of the base winner team, and he crunches all his numbers and does, you know, thousands of simulations, and he says, Right now, the luckiest team in baseball to be where they are is the St. Louis Cardinals. The way their numbers are, really, they should be like eight games under 500, which is pretty incredible. And, and Flaherty is kind of a product of that, and then you see that one loss that he now has on his record. So maybe things are starting to correct themselves as far as the St. Louis Cardinals. He's actually doing a project on his podcast where he's just going to fade the Cardinals in every game for the next two weeks and see how it comes out because he feels the timing is starting to uh, present itself where they're going to regress to the mean, and they've been very lucky the first 50 or 60 games, and they're going to start to fall off here. So that was part of my theory in this. I feel the Dodgers are a far superior team. If you look at Flaherty, his ERA is 2.8, and the XFIP is almost double that at over 4. So he's probably due, due for some regression as well. Now also, Bauer... The ERA at 2.4. The XFIP's pretty good at 3.4, but maybe he's due for a little bit as well. I don't think the over is an awful play in this game either. I didn't play that side, but I did play the Dodgers. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't hate the over necessarily. And an angle I was looking at was the team total runs. And at Bet Rivers, you could actually get the Dodgers at about three and a half. Now you're laying a little bit of the price. But, you know, if you shop at other books, the more common and consensus number, Brady, was going to be at four. Is that kind of an angle that you sometimes look at, team total runs? Because I think, you know, in certain circumstances, like how we were just talking about with the Royals versus the Pirates, if you don't want to lay that big of a price with Kansas City minus 190, but you want to fade this pitcher, maybe you just look at the certain team to score over a certain amount of runs and take advantage of that crappy picture and a good potential outing for the offense. No, I, I think it's a great way, of, you know, thinking outside the market or thinking outside the betting box, and, and I think it's something that's so available to bettors nowadays. Uh, with the competition and so many states legalizing, you know, there's, there's a wider menu or a range of options to choose from, and I think it's very smart to maybe try and, you know, pick a part where you can see a, a little bit of a different angle that might present better value. Now, me... I just like to try and keep it simple, and let's just have Kansas City win the game or, or the Dodgers or what have you, and, and I'll go ahead and lay the price. I don't want to necessarily guess how many runs they're going to score. You know, if they win a 2-1 game, I, I win my bet. But I, I don't – I mean, you make a great point, and, and I think there are other people that can handicap that type of thing. Personally, I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll lay the, the – I mean, in my case, I laid about minus 175. But even at, even at minus 195, I, I still might even go there. Now, $2 is starting to get expensive. But, you know, we've already kind of outlined the difference here between what I feel is a better team and a better pitcher. And I would just go straight to the money line personally. But, again, I wouldn't consider myself an expert. There's so many different markets to handicap now that – I'm sure someone could talk, to, could talk me into another angle in a way to kind of favor Kansas City in this game. Definitely, and that's really the fun thing about having sports betting being expanded and legalized because you're getting all these unique opportunities. And like you said, I mean, a lot of people, including yourself, just stick to what you know with the basics. And I'm with you, though. I mean, if you're having enough conviction, I always say, you know, it's worth laying it. And in that spot, I think that's the case. But, yeah, kind of just a more unique, interesting angle to seek out in a game like that where that could be a viable play. Uh, Brady, before we let you go here, let's talk about the late game tonight with Arizona and New York. The Mets with DeGrom back on the bump, minus 195. And the Diamondbacks, the dog at home, throwing Merrill Kelly out there, who I believe we faded in his last outing and it came to fruition. Uh, they're plus 160, this total at 7.5. Uh, do you think it's going to be a long night for the D-backs crew? Well, you know what? I was actually on Merrill Kelly in that last start. I believe that was against the Giants, and everything was going swimmingly there for yes. a while. It looked like, <laughs> looked like Arizona was the right side, and then the Giants, you know, they just continued to amaze and really have that uh, magical season that they've been off to and came back to beat uh, Arizona in that game late in the game, if I recall, eighth or ninth inning when they came back and got that victory. But I, I don't think uh, Kelly's a bad value here. Uh, you know, you're seeing this price climb. Uh, actually, it's come down in a couple of spots, but I'm seeing as high as minus 185 uh, on the New York Mets and as high as plus 170 on Arizona. I I'm not going to take a side here, but if I had to, I, I might take the plus money with Arizona. I think the best bet in this game, Danny, is under the total. Both of these pitchers are really good. Merrill Kelly 
ERA of uh, 4.84, but an XFIP almost an entire point below that at 3.86. And then DeGrom, you know, his numbers are just silly, an ERA of 0.8 and an XFIP of 1.55. I mean, you know, that that basically says they're going to score five or six runs in this game, and this total here is at 7.5. I don't think it's a bad number to take the under on this game here between Arizona and New York. I, I, I'd probably play that before I tried to choose a side. Yeah, I'm with him. The under is the favorite here, minus 118. The over is even money, but you're right. I mean, that was certainly more of a lucky win because Merrill Kelly pitched his butt off and the bullpen didn't really help him out, but he's got a solid XFIP, 3.86, and we know how great DeGrom is, so the under could be the move here despite laying the price. Probably your best bet when it comes to the D-backs and the Mets. Brady, hey, we appreciate you taking some time as always, my man. Best of luck with those bets tonight. We'll look forward to catching up again soon. Sounds great, Danny. Thanks for having me. At Las Vegas Golfers, where you can catch Brady on Twitter and host the Green Zone and Long Shots. We'll get you handicapped with golf and baseball and all the other sports, football around the corner, Super Contest champ. So Brady knows it all, my friend. So be sure to give him a follow and catch him here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Rush Hour here on this Memorial Day. We thank you for joining us and tuning in. Again, if you missed it earlier, a couple best bets that we are writing tonight with the late game in the NBA. Mike Conley over 29.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And like you see, Dylan Brooks over 20.5 points at about minus 143. Looking to keep the NBA bets rolling. So hopefully we come back tomorrow with a couple winners. Best of luck and take care. We'll catch up for another edition of Rush Hour here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.